Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your, your favorite, favorite aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's, um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into <laughs> it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. Stronger than yesterday is nothing but my way. Sorry. Hey, um, welcome to your favorite ants. Hello. We're discovering why you're your were your favorite ants because we like Britney Spears. Among other things, we're not like other ants. We're the cool ants. <laughs> we're the cool ants. We're not Hon- like your lame ants. Yeah, I'm not like your lame ass ant who believes the Bible is real. You know, I don't believe that the earth is 6,000 years old. I believe in science. Wow, let's ease them into this. <laughs> Straight Why? out the gate. Straight out the gate. Hey, everyone. So this is going to be like uh, a new first episode because. Uh, Sarah and I got some lovely bit of feedback about the name. Originally, we were calling the show Ask Your Aunties, which, um, you know, for Sarah is a colloquialism from Canada. I do actually call all of my aunts aunties. And for me, like being a Southern human, like I've been around church aunties my whole life. So it made sense. And we got some lovely feedback from someone who said, "Ah, it's a little bit on the edge of appropriation. And rather than pick a fight that is not, we don't need to do that. So we decided, no. we decided to change it because we don't, we don't really fucking care. Yeah, we don't, we don't need to uh, own that space. We're okay with taking a back seat. Yes. And there we go. There we go. Also, hold on. I need to make sure that my, okay, good. Good. Okay, cool. Okay, so, so what's interesting is like I st- your your video froze over here, but I still heard you coming through on the oh. Instagram. But you were anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, that's the name change. This is we're reintroducing it, and we're excited to be with you for uh, live shows on Friday at one p.m. Pacific and four p.m. Eastern. I will say, though, we are going to use content from the last live. We're just going to use it in a different way than we originally were going to use it because we believe in progress. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little bit of cut and splice here and there and we'll be in a good place. But anyways, um, just to introduce ourselves, since this is going to be episode one. Sure. Um, Sarah, who uh, let's let's introduce ourselves. Who the hell are you, Sarah? Sarah Jessica <laughs> Louise Parker. Yeah, that's a good question. I think I've spent the last, uh, we'll say like 20 years trying to figure that one out. Um, mm-hmm. I think I am, uh, well, I am an ordained United Methodist pastor. I currently run a, a church here for a new start. I'm the lead pastor of a new start community. So a restart old community that's restarted. Um, I'm an affirming pastor. I hope to be and ever um, working harder on being a good ally to Wait, so you're not good with the gays? You think gays can Uh, go to heaven? I do. Probably before me. I know. I know. Um, I mean, So you're also saying that you assent to the belief in an afterlife. Is that what theological claims? I'm just kidding. 
I'm not going to do that to you. I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, it's fair. That's what this thing is. I said you could ask anything. Damn. Also, just because you ask anything doesn't mean we're going to answer it. Oh, great point. Um, I like that's a great point. Um, yeah. So my, I had a teacher who used to say, I may not always answer, but I will always respond. Mm, that's good. Which I that's thought was real. great. So yeah, that's me. I uh, live, I am a single adult who lives with her adorable dog, Tenor, who's always going to be in the background. Um, I'm originally from Canada. I grew up in Mississippi. So I moved from Canada to Mississippi when I was 14. Because mm. that that was a cultural experiment. Yeah. Um, cultural and- mistake, probably. No, I, I mean, I mean, if I had to choose between like Canada and here, like, I mean, I know Canada isn't everything, but man, they sure got a lot of things I want right now. Come on, healthcare. That's fair. But we are actually not doing great with the vaccine. You know what? Neither is Georgia. Fair. So since that's a little bit about me, you'll learn more and more about me. Uh, Enneagram three with a two wing written two books. What's your sign? Virgo. You're such a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not I, wrong. It's okay. not wrong. Tell me a little bit about you, um, good madam. Hi, Kevin. They, them are my pronouns. I'm gender fluid, um, and I sometimes look like a dude. Sometimes I look like a dude with lipstick on. But, it's, you know, whatever. Um, I'm a, I call myself a digital pastor, um, and that's because other people started calling me that first. And I'm a spiritual coach. I'm in love with this idea of spiritual reformation and helping people reclaim their spiritual lives. And I'm also a big fan of having fun. Like, I think fun is my is my spirituality. Oh. Like, honestly, I really think that our spirituality can should never be boring. And if your religion is making you feel like shit, you should walk away from it. So. Uh, I just wish you would be more open and honest, you know? I, yeah, I hold a lot back. I'm very, very shy. Um, also single out here, Enneagram 8, Wing 7. Um, <laughs> very caring. I've done a lot of my work. I've been in therapy a long time, and I am ready for love. So if you're a human Looking out there... Love. Sorry. Listen, maybe this is. Is a live stream the wrong place to look for love? I don't know any... I don't look... Listen. Look. How listen, would I know? L- listen. Look, look and listen. <laughs> listen and learn. And listen. then get. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Clearly, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm a. Yeah. Also affirming. LOL. Um, if that wasn't obvious. And uh, a podcaster. Uh, also an author. Wrote a book called Bad Theology Kills. Uh, got a little bit of a merch line. And I'll also read your tarot cards if you want me to. Mm-hmm. Or if you just not. If, if you need you to, because you read my tarot cards for me, because that was not part of my experience in the past. And then I now know. you read those for me sometimes. Just for funsies. We get just little messages from spirit. It's the best. And but, then we um, really started this podcast because Kevin and I talk every day. Every, a few times a day, usually. <laughs> usually it's a few times. Like, and I, I'm not going to anthropologize for that. No. And I'll say this. We both realize that we spend a lot of time answering or responding to people's questions in our direct messaging or um, in my profession, your profession. And we Mm -hmm. thought, why not do it in a public way? Mm -hmm. um, Offer our gifts to the world as broadly as we can and also Mm -hmm. just have fun hanging out with each other on a Friday. 
Yeah, because that's what I need. Because this is the last thing on my docket every Friday, so it's actually really a fun time. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, if you're watching this live on Instagram, um, you'll be able to subscribe to Ask Your Aunts um, probably by Saturday or Sunday. Woohoo! Um, and definitely by Monday. And then the first episode is going to be out next week. And I'm pumped. I'm glad to be doing this. It's like, Me too. It's one of the, it's like the creative project because I feel like so much of what we do is so fucking serious all the time. All the time. And I am glad to, you know, kick it and just be silly and fun. And uh, yeah, like you said, do something a little lighter. Now, granted, sometimes like we'll answer questions and it might be a little heavy, but <sighs> um, equal parts, you know, like the DRCK kids, like equal parts heavy and light. That's the Dirty Rotten Church kids who um, yeah are part of our podcasting network, which is called the Irreverent Media Group. It's just coming out. If you've never heard of it, it's because we just in the last couple of months have been working on it. There's going to be a huge launch in April. But you Mm -hmm. guys, because you're faithful to us, you're the faithful followers, listeners, listeners, disciples, family. Oh, I'm not comfortable with disciples. I like disciples. You can be my disciples. I'm starting a cult, but I have no shame about that. Okay. You know? I were you want trying to, to convince con- me the other day? No, that was someone else. They were trying to convince me why cults were good. Oh, I mean, well, here's the deal. Like I, me and my friend Micah continuously joke, you know, Micah J. Murray? Of course I do. Yeah. So me and Micah, Micah comes from a cult. He grew up in a cult. And so yes, like, he has told me. Yeah. And so we love talking about the idea of like starting a cult, but like, it's like a cult based on love, but like, aren't they all based on love? For um, a while. Yeah. For a while until... That's the thing. It's just like it, when, when it becomes about escaping here, when it becomes about one person's personality versus a collection, you know. Hmm. And this has been your how to avoid a cult. Yeah. And by the way, evangelicalism is a cult. I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to say again, it. I need you to pull the punches. I mean, stop pulling I, the punches. Just say what you think. Yeah, I really got to stop being so tactful. Yeah, you, I would say, are subtle is the only word I know Mm -hmm. to describe your personhood, everything about you. I mean, and I would say that you really should say less. Like, I think that you should calm down. I feel like you've got, (laughs) I feel like your um, lack of demure energy, you're Mm. like, just be a Proverbs 31 woman like me. I try. (laughs) I try to. (laughs) I try, listen, you know what is it? She can laugh at the future. (laughs) <laughs> she can <laughs> and does and the and the current and the present um, have to. we got two hellos from james and from uh kindle so hello to all of you who are saying hello right now sorry hey, if girls. we can't we're trying to like read the comments as well as respond so we're maybe. you know maybe we're multitasking I, I mean i'm not i am actually just wanting i'm here to talk to you <laughs> You're Listen, so silly. baby, this is what you came for, Rihanna. What? Mm. Um, anyways, Rihanna. yeah. So when um, when you are thinking about um, you know, let's just you know, how the hell are you, Sarah? What's going on in your life? Oof. How are you feeling today? I'm so glad you asked. Would you get mad at me for saying? But that's it's, my way of pausing. Um, basically, you know, I, you, that's going to go on a shirt eventually. So glad you asked. So glad you asked. S-Y-D-A. I have to say this. 
I had my bike stolen and I just discovered moments it. before this call moments before this call. Someone has gone into my uh, like I have a car port underneath my house um, and someone originally. So two days ago, I sent a text to my family and I'm like, there's been a break in and there's stuff all over my garage. But there was also little tiny paw prints. And my dad was like, who did it? And I was like, I, I think they were wearing a mask. I was being cute. And I was like, trash pandas. Like, I think it was raccoons. Well, this morning when I went down to right before this call, literally going to grab something, a light for this call, walk in and I'm like, raccoons move my neighbor's beer into my part of the carport. Weird. And then I thought, where's my bike? My bike, which is like in this like Mm. holder that I'm like installed into my ceiling. Someone took it down and took my bike moved my neighbor's beer, went through all my Airstream parts, but didn't steal anything. But I'm in that like zone of like, you were underneath my bedroom. Goddamn. That's violate. That's very violating. It feels very strange. It's very creepy. Yeah. I've had my car broken into before. Um, like the entire window smashed out. And a couple years, it was at Pride, no less. And No. Yeah. They stole like I, it was my bag full of like all of like my gay Christian paraphernalia. So like <laughs> God and the gay Christian was in there and like all of like my stuff because I was very dead. I was like my early content creation days. So I was just like making stuff nonstop and and my laptop. Um, and I just thought to myself, well, I hope whoever opens this bag becomes a gay Christian, you know? <laughs> oh, guys, that's like the people who like wrote the Bible verses on the million dollar bills that they put in their pocket. I found out about, have you heard of this? Of course I've heard about this. I got tipped with those things when I was a barista. Oh no. Oh, it's the worst. People put tracks in the tip jar. You ever, you know about tracks? Oh, I mean, I'm learning about them. So they're basically like, this is how you get into heaven documents. The little, yeah, little, little things. Sometimes they're comics. Um, There's, it was so, it's so creepy. And also like when I was, in Romania as a missionary, they wanted us to hand out tracks and I refused. I'm just like, that's not what I came here to do. No, 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 no. Oh, Too much God. of a rebel. Yeah, so um, people would steal, the, I sh- you know, maybe someone did steal your bag and now they're like, they tell that story on a stage. Mm-hmm. like, And then one day, <gasps> what if that's your soulmate? I hope not. I mean, okay, fair. I hope that my soulmate did not steal from me and, like, cause me to have... And also, it was just a really bad day. So, like, honestly, if I get to meet that person, I'm put- I'm going to cuss them out. I don't want... I Like, my soulmate was not going to be someone who has stolen from me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, write that down. Um. Okay, so then that's my day. But how the hell are you? Oh, I think... Um. I would give, I feel a little tired. I feel like I'm, I've just kind of been low energy all week. Um, And I think it has to do a lot with um, just grieving and mourning and like pandemic fatigue Mm. of just, you know, excuse me. We've been in this shit for, you know, a year and some change now. Longer if you're me. Um. But you and, also got the vaccine, so babe, you might be tired because. I mean, yeah, I got the vaccine two days ago, so I could also possibly be experiencing side effects of a vaccine from Pfizer. Which is okay. 
Yeah, so um, just tired today. But that is also something that's exciting. Got the Pfizer vaccine. Um, uh, a lot of my friends have been getting vaccinated. It's very, very exciting to see. And Joe Biden told, you know, Uncle Joe says that we'll have, everyone will be eligible by May 1st. Or like, which means apparently like you can get in, like get in the, the line to get a vaccine um, by May 1st. So... It's on the horizon. Hot Girl Summer is on the way. I want to, oh my God. I just thought about all the wonderful things. All the wonderful. All the wonderful. Oh my God. Especially like, you know, if everybody can just like hurry up and get their ass vaccinated in May. So that June Pride Month. Can you imagine (gasps) the roaring (laughs) 20s? Okay, here's... Here's what I'll say though. Someone posted this and I thought it was so helpful. Um, they said, we, you know, we've been saying for months and months and months that we're all in this together, but I need to admit that the hardest part for me is we're all leaving this separately. Hmm. Because like for me, hmm. I'm not vaccinated. Most of my friends are. I have a little bit of a different view because I got, I got COVID. So I'm mm-hmm. getting right to the point where I should get um, vaccine, vaccinated, vaccined is what I almost said, vaccinated, but I'm not at the point. So I do have that like, oh God. Yeah. And all my friends are. Well, also I'm very, so are you unable to get the vaccine because of when you had COVID earlier? No, um, we are as uh here in this this state, it's questionable about whether or not we can um, we can get vaccinated as clergy in the tiers. So there's tier one A, one B. So tier one A, and they've just started one B. So we're not technically considered uh, essential workers, but we were essential workers until very recently. So everybody, if you have a preschool attached to your church, then you can get vaccinated. If you, if you, if you. Um, mm-hmm. But I signed up on the um, statewide one. And it just said there weren't any appointments available. But when one becomes available, I am apparently able to get one. It's just there's not one. I uh, I went through CVS and clergy, frontline workers here. So meow meow. I know. I feel like that's I don't under. That I really should be fired up about. But they're like you know. Sometimes I want them to do their anger. Oh my gosh. If they were just like, yeah, clergy are frontline workers. They should be vaccinated so we can come back together and get it. Like, why aren't they up in arms about that? That would be the perfect thing to get pissed off about. Just get pissed off about the right things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw one of our other favorite aunts said, hello, Brenda Davies. Brenda! One of the other aunties, she logged on and said hello. And it was so good to see her face for a minute. Listen, Brenda's going to be on this show. It's going to be great. Yeah. Fiery questions for her, for sure. Should we answer questions? Do we feel mm. like we've got some questions we want to answer? I'm sure we do. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, no questions from my viewers showed up. Do you have any <gasps> questions? I don't know. Do we have anyone who's logged on who wants to ask a question? Um, well, I mean, like, well, here's a question that I have for... Uh, I think for 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 us in general, like when we think about the future, what we want to do, the dreams that we're building from ourselves, mm. um, you know what? Uh, 
Also, I sometimes wonder like who's on here because Evangelist James, thank you so much for these blessings from Jesus Christ. I just I wonder, you know, I wonder what you, you think you're getting into here. <laughs> um, when you're thinking about the future, when you're thinking about after you are vaccinated and um, post church things, I know that you've been doing a lot of thinking about your stuff and like, what do oh, you Oh yeah. Spoiler alert. I quit my job in November. My community found out in December. And by quit my job, I mean I just am stepping down from being the lead pastor. And so I'll continue yeah. to be So a you are pastor, resigning, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not getting ousted. You're not quitting over some scandal. You're wanting to move on. I haven't had a scandal. Damn. If only. You're not like those other cool pastors out there who get into scandals and lie to everybody. You're just a regular pastor who tells the truth. Yeah, I try. I try the best I can. Okay, so your question was after uh, after we've gotten vaccinated after July, which is my last day, will be July one. Um, what was your question? What are we gonna do for Fourth of July? Should we was- <laughs> should we plan on an adventure? We should. Um, one of the great things uh, is that I will probably. Um, I'll probably be working on my Airstream uh, during the month of July. So I'll probably be living up in Oregon for a little while. I'm going to keep my place here, but I'll be living up in Oregon working on my Airstream. I am. Nice. That's why. So if you're, uh, if you're someone looking for a, for a place in California, you might've found your place. Listen, call us up. Um, Oh, here is, can, okay, keep going. And then we have a really good question. No, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, like, my plan is to come to Oregon. Let's do it. Oh, my gosh. Right. You, you would be so cute in Oregon, mostly because you've been wearing Birkenstocks long before it was appropriate. Um, um, I have never worn a Birkenstock in my life. Oh, I no, you wore those tacos. taco sandals. Listen, I know who I am. I know who we are. And I know where this is. And I fucking love my taco sandals. Okay. I remember the first time I made fun of you for them and you yelled, I am everyone's favorite lesbian camp counselor. I am. I am everyone's favorite lesbian camp counselor. They're not, I'm not going to anthropologize for that either. Anthropologize is our new saying. Okay. So someone is saying that their friend is looking for an inclusive church and they wrote inclusive church. What are some of the questions they should be looking at when they're deciding whether or not it's worth attending? Very, very simple. And also, I just want to say all of these questions are yes or no. If you are getting anything but a yes or no. Ooh. No, if you're, if you're not getting a yes, it's a no. No. That's it's a hell yes or it's a hell no. Yeah. So, so it's like, hey, do you uh, marry LGBTQ couples at this church? Yes or no? Do you, would you hire LGBTQ persons as pastor or in other leadership positions um, same thing with women. Ask about women too. Um, you know, like, and that's pretty much like the two big ones. Like, are you hiring them? What like, can you hire? Can they, can they be hired? Will you marry them? Uh, can LGBTQ people participate in the sacraments like communion Ooh, or great. membership or baptism? Um, yes or no. That's my big three is, uh, I think it's important that we just define why. Um, so why we're even having this conversation is a lot of people will say that they are welcoming. So there is. Mm-hmm. Oh, we love everybody. Welcoming. There's affirming and there's inclusive. Right. And I think people get really confused mm-hmm. about what those three are. Welcoming is we welcome 
everybody. You are not going to be kicked out. You aren't. Yeah. No one's going to tell you that you can't come. Yes. Yes. Um, and so some of the great, I love that someone said that first question, if you get a no to that, we done, do you marry couples? Mm. Because that tells you a lot about the totality, right? Cause that tells you about sacrament. Mm-hmm. It tells you about fully inclusive. I think the one that I would add, that's really important for me. Um, yes. Biopic's a great question too. The one that's really important for me is, um, tell me about how comfortable you are. Like, tell me about, do you have people in leadership mm-hmm. from that community. Cause otherwise, you know, I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if they're saying, you know, we love everyone, we'd love to get you down, you know, the password love to get coffee with you to discuss our heart for the homosexual community. Our heart um, for the homosexual community. That's dead ass. Like what an e- I got that in an email. And with that, it's like, you know what? You've said everything I need to know. Hope you have a good one. And then you just get out of there. And also someone on the chat said, uh, asked the question, do you offer space for by POC, which is black indigenous people of color? Yes. Ask about, and I'll, yeah, that's the other thing too. It can't just be about queer inclusion and women inclusion. Like you need to ask like what their record is. Like, do they think that black lives matter? And do they offer space for, uh, black, indigenous, and people of color in those spaces? Are they in think, positions of leadership and forming that kind of stuff? And I think, too, uh, recognition of someone said, oh, they try or they're moving toward inclusion. I mm-hmm. think uh, when it comes to these things, really, do you feel a sense of when people say we're trying to understand all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um I think that's actually a really legitimate answer too. It's just, I don't know. I feel like when you're choosing a new community, it's hard to choose a community that you're going to have to wait with for it to grow. I more often say like, if you've already been part of that community, um, that's different. That's a harder leave in some ways, but don't start the painful step in. Yeah. I think the other thing, um, the only time I've ever saw, um, it was actually Matthias joined Quest Church where Pastor Grace Song Bantum is the pastor. And Grace was already an affirming pastor. Mm-hmm. And so it was like Matthias had an assurance going in that this would be helpful and like this would move towards inclusion. And so if you have, and, and even when he told me that, I will tell you the truth, I didn't believe it. Because I have been told that before. And you really can't know until the time actually comes. Like, you know, when the paddle hits the metal, when it comes to a vote in the church, whether or not someone is really going to show up for you. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is a risk that one can take. But uh, again, you know, that's like probably the only exception is if like you have someone in leadership who said, oh, yeah, we're moving towards that. We have a plan. Here's how it's going to go down which is what Grace gave Matthias, I think, or at least like some kind of rough timeline. If they can't give you any rough timeline around conversations that are happening and are unwilling to do that, if they're avoiding you, it's on purpose. It's not because they're busy. It's because they don't want to talk to you. I think there's also something to be said about this idea of transparency. I just really value when people ask me about being a United Methodist clergy member um, as a, as a person who is openly affirming um, my community has not settled that issue. And if I were just to say, Oh no, United Methodists have, 
then that's a bait and switch, right? Like I'm not telling you the total truth. And I think that's problematic as well. You know what I mean? Um, I think I really value someone who's willing to say, uh, we are, here are the pieces we're working on these pieces. And the kind of the, um, assumption in that is that we've never arrived. There's going to be something we've missed. Um, and so Mm. I appreciate transparency with people. I mean, it has to be like, especially like any churches that I'm going to like, I'm a part of one here in Atlanta, but just in general, like spiritual community that is going to evolve and survive in the coming seasons of our lives is going to be one that is built upon radical honesty. I think that where money and actually money is decentered, I think that the way that we do pastoring is going to have to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It, because the problem is, so I think you said this, is that so many pastors, they can't change their position because their livelihood is tied up in it. Their family's yeah. livelihood is tied up in it. And again, that's because, again, we married church with capitalism, you know, rather rather than actual com- beloved community. And it's hard. And I don't I don't say it flippantly as someone I have walked with, uh, particularly brothers in ministry who um, it has been a painful I will say not as painful as their brothers and sisters who have been excluded and Mm -hmm. others that have been excluded from the community, but it is very painful. This thing that you believed in that you thought you were helping people to discover Mm -hmm. that it's actually harming people. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, Mm. you think your deconstruction was hard? I've sat with pastors who are deconstructing and I think, my God, and not just- Well, it really, it comes down, the reason it's so hard is because it's, they have the most to lose. Like this is, Mm -hmm. and this is why like when, you know, not to get Bible talk on us, but when Jesus said like, it's easier for the camel to fit through the eye of the needle than the rich man to get into heaven. But basically it's saying like, if you have a lot to lose, you're not going to want to lose it for the sake of something true. Because what do you have? You have comfort, you have a job, you have assurances. And at the same time, you have this racking guilt in the back of your mind that you are actually betraying the people whom God loves. And that's on you, bitch. I have it on good authority. Um, and I won't. Do you have it on bad authority? I want it on bad authority. authority. Okay. Um, (laughs) that someone within the United Methodist church who is very staunch anti LGBTQIA full inclusion in clergy, um, wept in front of my friend and said, some days I think I'm wrong. Um, and they were like, and I'm out. Like, I can't like, and they, that person who is so staunchly fighting against this thing, even they go, maybe I'm wrong. And I think that's the spirit going, yes. <laughs> you stupid fucking idiot. I've been trying to tell you this whole time. And that's the thing is like, that's where it started with me and like my whole journey of deconstruction was just like okay well like the way that i've been thinking is causing me such sorrow like like pay, we, we don't pay attention to that i've also talked to people who are just like i wish that i could be affirming with the bible and people like literally be in so much turmoil because mm-hmm. their body mm-hmm. is telling there's something they know intuitively that they love these queer people they know that they affirm queerness they just don't know why yet um, and they're also afraid of the fires of hell. I think you've tapped into something too. This um, 
we we often call it like intersectionality, right? Like the the idea of like fully understanding that it's not just like a mm-hmm. I understand it to be that way. My body is telling me this is the wrong thing. And we have, you know, we take one verse, my flesh, it is so weak. And now our flesh is garbage and can't be understood or or even Mm -hmm. like accepted when our body is telling us something, a deep inner knowing knowledge, a deep, what do I really feel in places and spaces that I've been told my whole life are suspect. Don't trust my body, trust Mm -hmm. my mind. And so people try to get to something that is, it's really like married together. You can't do one or the other. Mm. Oh, sorry. My robot is in the other room is talking. I'm like, why is there a voice in my house? Um, <laughs> but that is, that's it. That's and, it. And, then, um, and I also just want to name like, you know, with like the idea of intersectionality, like Miss Kimberly Crenshaw coined it to talk about the intersecting oppressions that black women face all the time. All um, the time. And... To take that, like, you know, like, we all, like, it mostly applies, I think it mostly applies to people with, like, uh, people with um, intersecting marginalized identities. Mm. Um, And so, like, when I was, like, I think to a degree, like, we all have, like, these different kinds of identities as, like, pastor, you know, father, husband, pastor, Twitter, you know? They have those (laughs) in quote-unquote That is always... It's always like whenever someone starts following me on Twitter, which is like once a month because I don't go on Twitter enough. You guys are always making fun of me for it. But it's I mean, always it's just like, like girl, if you want to be a part of the conversation that's happening, if you want to be in the I moment. Know. I know. Sorry. But the like, it's always pastor, husband, son, father, pa- always- father, pastor, husband to my smoking hot wife. Yeah. I was like, wow, girl. Um, that's a lot of identities. Yeah, and also, like, I just want to say, what if you just put your identity in Christ? <laughs> Stop it. You know, I just, just give your identity to Christ, and, like, he will make your path straight or something like that. Maybe he'll make it gay like he did for me, if you're lucky. If you're lucky? If you are lucky. That's I why did... I didn't want to throw away the content from last week when we talked a little bit about, like, Jesus as queer. Because I think oh. that was a, a great... Oh, um, we're going to use that. I went to sleep thinking about that, like... Really? Wow. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever heard something put that way, you know? <gasps> Guys, if you think that if you think that idea is interesting, go back and list go back to last week. Apparently I said something brilliant. <laughs> exactly. The other thing I love right now is that I know you're not reading the comments because you have to focus, but I'm loving hearing that people are just encouraging each other to stay or move in community and also like Thank you so much for sharing your story. So even though our talking heads are still going, what I love is that I'm seeing family Mm -hmm. um, gathering Mm -hmm. together around your favorite aunts. See, that's the best part of a family gathering. Some people are in one corner having one conversation. Your aunts Mm -hmm. are over here bitching. And (gasps) oh, my gosh, making it work. Also, you know, what we can do in the future is. We're going to figure this out, like, because, like, I've done live shows for a, a tiny revolution and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a live show tomorrow, and we're going to have, like, other people like, joining in on the call just to, like, watch us have the conversations. Like, maybe, like, a live studio audience. So maybe that's, like, an Ooh. aspect that's evolving. You know what I'm saying? I love so it. keep your ears to the ground. Uh, I love that. Um Okay. And I so, also love that several of our friends who are like in this sphere um, have been like, can I be on your show? And we're like, yeah, so it doesn't exist yet, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that, I'll tell you what, like my, 
my brother often jokes with me like that I'm I'm pretty it's just like I'll just sit, talk about something that I'm going to do and then um it's not going to get done for a while but eventually it will get done and that's what people like when they're sleeping on me I'm just like it may take me six months to finish something but it'll get done um and also just like my wildest dreams so far all of them have happened and so why would they not you know what I'm saying I you know what I'm saying yes I do so fun fact I was dating a guy in seminary and I always said to him you know what I mean and one day he just said yes sir I fucking know what you mean I always know what you mean because I speak English (gasps) And I would say, you're really fucking rude. So I actually, he was so funny. He had the same cadence as Owen Wilson. So he was adorable when he said anything. So it was more funny to like mm. jar me into going, oh my gosh, I do ask you all the time if you understand me. And he's like, yeah, I do understand you, Sarah. It's the same thing Wait. about why I asked you. Thanks for asking. So glad you asked. Same thing. Oh, it's a, it's. I just uh, some well, it's either that or um, people will say uh or like, which it's it's like for you. It's I think what I'm understanding now is that that's your filler word. Yes. Mm, okay, that makes sense. But something also like my teacher from school would get on me is like she would ask me a question, and then I would go uh well, and she's like stop, stop. Take a breath. Think about what you want to say to me and then say it. Ooh. And I was just like, God, you're like kind of a bitch. But like that was like really good. And I think that now when I'm talking with people and something I'm trying to be more mindful of is slowing down my speech. Because otherwise, I notice, especially when I listen back to my other podcasts, I have a lot of filler phrases. Mm. And and it's not that they're bad, but I'm not getting to the actual meat of what I want to say because I'm trying to get an idea out faster than I'm trying to. It's like, don't speak faster than you can speak beautifully was what she would say. I think there is also um, a reality to sometimes folks who are in marginalized or seemingly marginalized communities. So I know for mm-hmm. myself, I have often said, I think... Mm-hmm. Or I, I I couch all my words because my biggest fear is sounding, um, well, I'll be honest in this space, like a bitch, right? Because as a little girl, being a know-it-all or a bitch are your biggest fears. You don't want to be yeah. either of those because that means separation from your community. So mm-hmm. I learned to couch everything I said with, I think, or I feel like, because I didn't want to say, this is what I think. Um, because that felt too forward or as someone who wasn't always given the microphone to speak, I didn't want to miss out on my opportunity to say the thing, but I also had that like fear around. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, and then there I go again. I don't know if that makes sense. I often say that too. And I think those are, those are, um, couching or like kind of a way of playing it safe in conversation. Damn. Look at us. Mm -hmm. Look at us. Um, speaking of, ouch. Speaking of like getting uh, silenced or ju- or just like the idea of just like not believing your own shit. Did you watch the Oprah interview with Harry and Meghan? I did not, and I will tell you, I've got some Dude! layered feelings around it. I am British. Bitch, you need to watch it. It is important. I mean, like, especially if you got 
any love for the monarchy. They treated them like shit, dude. I know. It's hard. I'm just like, well, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. But like my level and my family is like we have plates. I mean, they're still going to be worth money. So don't worry about that. But it's it's really interesting now, like especially as I feel like we're kind of evolving as humans and community is like we're recognizing it's like, oh, even the way that we kind of like we romanticized the like the final leg of the empire. Mm. I thought we didn't believe in you evolution. Know. I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't as a as a Bible believing woman. <laughs> I know that the, I know that the earth is only 2000. Wait, no. Uh, I don't know. 6,000 years old. 6,000? 10,000 if we're being liberal. Just kidding. I mean, Jesus was 2,021 years ago. Yeah, exactly 2,021 years ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyways. Yeah, so I should have watched the interview. I think it has a lot involved in it and pieces that um, I think I think I don't want to face my own ugly, and I'm going to have to. So I've decided. Okay, question. That Why do you think that? When you say my own ugly, what does that mean? Well, in the South, we say, um, so when I moved to Mississippi, I learned that your own ugly, face your own ugly, which often means the things that make us maddest are the things we hate in ourselves. Your shadow side. Your shadow side. Or the things that are ugly, quote unquote, about you. Um, I think it's hard to think that the culture that I kind of maybe in some ways romanticize because it's my grandma who I adore mm-hmm. my uh, even though we are from poor England if I'm honest we are not the wealthy mm-hmm. or the uh proletariat in by any means shape or form um right. but I still think we've been taught I've been I've, I've always thought oh you're right like and Princess Diana actually is probably was the beginning of that mm-hmm. really shift for me and I was so young when all of that was happening that I right. actually was probably a little more enculturated to believe that they're not perfect and to mm-hmm. believe that the story thing is not true. But I really did, I I really believe in Will and um, Harry and um, it's hard to hear that they're not getting along and that makes my heart sad. I mean, anytime you see a family that's squabbling, it's hard. I mean, I can't imagine needing to do that because an entire nation is sending vitriol your way. And she's like, okay, let me tell you what the fuck is actually going on here. Um, and I thought like, granted, like, I'm not going to make any other like comments besides just like, I believe them both. And I mean, like they're no longer getting any money from the Royal family. And she, what do they got? Like $30 million that princess die left for it for them. And that's literally like the fuck you money to the family. I think someone said that. Well, and can we just have a moment where we recognize that she made her own money and in some ways she's saving his ass. 100% and also here's like thing like also like highlights from it um they were worried about what color like how dark the baby might be oh I did I read that part and I'm like in what universe I mean like in what I mean like granted like yeah the super duper uber recessive dark gene might somehow pop out with you know this you know this ginger man but like even but maybe like, not. But also the fact that you're even who discussing cares? that is disgusting. Not just who cares, it but it's dis- it's disgusting. disgusting. It's so disturbing because skin color, like, really, um, it matters in that like it helps 
you know, I think I don't want to say that it doesn't matter because we know it matters. White privilege is a real thing. Oh, even sure, when sure, you're sure, poor, sure, sure, sure. Even when you're poor. So that's not what I'm mm-hmm. here. What I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's more the idea of like, here is this beautiful woman married to mm-hmm. a handsome man mm-hmm. and they are going to have a baby. And even if that child is ugly, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter because that is a beautiful, beautiful and also, child of God. And also like, it was like because of like the way they were doing it, like their child wasn't going to receive a title, was not going to receive the same protection. They were saying that Megan needed to get a job so, just, so that she could pay for their protection. And I'm like, so you're telling me that the Queen of England's great grandchild is not going to receive protection because well, we don't really know. And so they, they never said we could we can't say for certain that it was because that's a mixed race baby. I but, would hope not. I mean, again, but I can't read into it. And I also have to say, like, I mean, I'll read into it. Like, cause, cause it's it, like crap. if the shoe fucking fits, man. That's really what it comes down to. I'm just like, like Cinderella, if the she is the like she's the first mixed race woman to come into that family, and you know she came in as somebody who had a lot of independence. So all I've got to say is kudos to Harry and Meghan. You really did that, and you're making your way. And I also want to say thank you to Oprah. You're great. Such a first of all masterful interviewer. She really is. I mean that's. One of my favorite things is interviewing people. And I love watching someone who's so good at it. I actually read someone's review of the interview. So I didn't watch the interview, but I read everything about it, um, mm-hmm. which is a very Sarah Heath move. But uh, what I loved <laughs> was Bargain. that someone was saying, uh, saying that uh, her ability to interview, he, this person said, look, I've been an interviewer forever. Um, and I believe it was, well, it doesn't matter, but because I know I'm going to get it wrong and then I'm going to be embarrassed. But uh, he was saying, watching her, I forgot how great she is at letting people tell their story. That's something I want to get better at. I have a bad mm-hmm. habit of interrupting, too. We and are so ADHD. We really are. We're going to get better. I mean, it's not that it's bad. It's just that. When I'm thinking about the ways I want to be a storyteller as well. And also like the way I want to be an interviewer too. Like, do I want to, like, what am I talking? I mean, just, I think like, like in some ways I've joked about wanting to be the gay Oprah. Um, yeah. The gay queer, you know, white passing Mexican Oprah. You know, but like on the level of. Please make so, that your Twitter thing. The gay queer. Just put what, it out in the world. Yeah. White passing Mexican Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. That won't get any trouble. Not what no one will look at that and say, Kevin, do you think that's problematic? <laughs> but I, like, <laughs> I think everyone but, would. <laughs> yeah. But what I mean by that is like, you know, Oprah is somebody who really for me is like, she's done what she's wanted her entire life and she's pursued mm-hmm. her own peace. And at the same time, she's been able to give peace away. And that to me, I think is really fucking dope. Like, I, I just think that's to be able to just like have a whole creative life that's like based around helping other people tell stories and also like doing good when you can. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, We have one question that is going to open a can of worms. And I, I know we only have 10 minutes, so I think Word. we can start the question if you're cool with it um, sure. before we close out. And that sure. is um, 
Someone admitted that they, uh, this is a time for everything pod, uh, admits that they grew up or have been afraid of things like tarot and astrology, um, but she, they, I don't know if he or she, notice that I always say she. What's they, your pronouns? You do, yeah, tell us. Um, but God does not want me in fear. What's a good place to start? What's a good, oh, that's a good place to start. What's a good place to start when it comes to this idea of astrology or tarot? This is not my stuff. This is yeah. the stuff I am learning from you. Welcome. First, start off with the, hi, time for everything, pod she, her. Um, start off േേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേേ
and mm-hmm. verse 69. Do you know what that is? It's subscribe to our podcast everywhere. Okay, so we're coming up on time. We've had, I've had a great time. I hope I've had, had a great, great time, time too. And we didn't even have our usual glass of wine. Yeah, I, I just you need know, to not drink. Probably because I'm going to be drinking later with my cronies because we're watching RuPaul's Chinese. Um, so if you want to follow me on the internet, you can find me at the Kevin Garcia across all social media platforms, including here on Instagram. Or over on the Twitterverse. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but um, I don't really do much there because I hate Facebook. <laughs> uh, you can find me at Rev Sarah Heath, and you can find me on Facebook. I also don't ever go on Facebook, but it's there. Uh, Instagram, and um, if you're going to look forward to my monthly tweets on Twitter. Yeah, but you'll get better at it, I hope. Maybe, but no pressure. I want you to be who you are. <sighs> I'm excited. So next week when we do this, I will be calling in from Alabama. Alabama, Arkansas. I don't know why I yelled like that. Any uh, Anything else you need to promote, share, anything new coming up for you? I think basically, 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 basically we've got, I think we've covered it all. Great. Um... Basically. I think the other things is like if you want to connect more with me and like do some more spiritual work, go over to my Patreon. I've got lots of resources there. Uh, go buy Sarah's books on her website, RevSarahHeath.com. Go buy my books at TheKevinGarcia.com. Um, I think that's it. Oh, also, you can check out my other podcast that I do with the fantastic Josie Jimenez. We do a podcast called Making Spaces. Meow, meow. And you can also check out my other podcast called A Tiny Revolution, as well as the other amazing podcast on the Irreverent Media Group, um, which, you know, go check out check out our website, which is something, and we'll have it in the show notes. It's Irreverent FM. Oh, yeah, Irreverent.FM. That's right. Oh, my God. That's right. Irreverent.FM. Follow Irreverent across social media. Get across to us. Connect with the community. It's going to be a ball in time, especially when we reach critical mass and have some sort of dope camping experience. I'm telling I love, you. I love that. I love to just speak that into reality. Decon con? Deconstruction con? Girl, decon con has happened. <laughs> People think it. I'm joking. I know. Okay, I'll stop talking. Thank you for coming to Ask Your Aunties. We'll see you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.